Here we go. Another Harry Potter episode in our series. <laughs> yep. And I'm super excited because we have super special guests joining us for this episode. To me, it's one of the most important Harry Potter episodes that we will ever do. Today, we're talking about Lily and James. And of course, as a side piece, Snape. So do we ship it or who do we ship? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And welcome to We Ship It Podcast, the podcast where Steph and I and our occasional guests talk about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time. Indeed. And as you all know, we've been hosting a series of Harry Potter episodes for the end of July for Harry's birthday. So we started with Harry and Ginny and we talked Ron and Hermione. And, you know, we did our first friendship episode on International Friendship Day on the Golden Trio. And today we are focusing on Lily and James and, of course, what part Snape had in all of this as well. Yes. And, of course, I had to invite my cousins on as guests. Harry Potter was a big thing for us growing up, and we used to read fanfics and play games and obsess over Harry Potter. And Megan may or may not have spoiled some of the books for me at times. <laughs> but I still love you, Megan. It's okay. I was um, told to because you were allowed to read ahead. I knew you were going to comment. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. So these two Harry Potter experts, I knew I just had to have them join. Welcome, Katie Schmidt and Megan Grabowski. Katie lives in D.C. right now. And Megan, you may hear me refer to her as Maith. Sorry, Megan, if I slip up. Uh, she lives in New York and these two are just Harry Potter gurus, if you will. So, okay, Devin. That's right. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and before we dive in, I wanted to give our spoiler alert. Yep. Although much of Lily and James's relationship happens in the past before the Harry Potter books even take place, we still might get into the spoiling content. So be warned. And now, Let's hear our brief summary. So you all know we meet Harry as an 11-year-old when he first finds out he is a wizard and that he is invited to be a student at Hogwarts. We don't get too much of Lily and James throughout the books, but we do learn that they died at the hands of Voldemort just after Harry was born and that they were part of the Order of the Phoenix. James was best friends with Lupin, Sirius, and Peter Pettigrew, and as he grew up at Hogwarts... Um, they were called the Marauders and were kind of always up to some trouble. James was infatuated with Lily, who was muggle-born and had lovely red hair. He was super persistent and she kind of hated him at first. Mm -hmm. She was friends with Severus Snape, who secretly was in love with her the whole time. Although I don't know how secret it was, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right. He was kind of very blatant about it, but that's okay. Um Eventually, she gives in to James and Snape hates him, not only because he took Lily, but because he bullies him all the time. <laughs> in the seventh book, before Snape dies, um, we find out even though he was mean to Harry, Snape was actually a double agent against Voldemort. And, we, and he was really protecting Harry the whole time. Because of his love for Lily, it's the classic arrogant popular guy versus dark infatuated dude trope and lily chooses james and that's kind of the best i can do really because uh <laughs> just focusing solely on canon here but there is a lot of fan fiction and i personally have not read it 
but I'm sure these three have. Um, So this couple has really been a staple in the Harry Potter community for a long time. So let's talk ships, shall we? Yes. Okay. So the first question we have here is James is constantly trying to win Lily over. Do you think this is healthy? And why do you think Lily eventually caves? I don't so know who wants to drop it, hop in. But Megan, in. I did see you making a face when we were talking about <laughs> the dark guy versus arrogant hey? trope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to take it, Maeve. No, I, th- I think I'll let Katie take this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, fun. Um, <laughs> damn, now I have to think. Why would you do that to me? Um <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily healthy, all the chasing. I don't think we get to see uh, everything that James ever did. So we're sort of getting these little snippets of uh, his chase. Um, So we don't know if, you know, from 12 to 14, James chilled off for a minute. Doesn't seem like it. But um, yeah, I don't know if it necessarily be the most healthy, all the chasing. We don't get to see a ton of Lily's perspective on it beyond these little glimmers but um and i think that's a good point to make too that we don't really get a lot of their relationship right and i think so a lot of like what i had put down is speculation like with how little we get of them but i can't imagine lily would cave to james unless she saw something deeper in him that's my main thing here she couldn't stand his arrogance but then something must have changed i think and i'm guessing he has the similar gryffindory spirit as harry does so you know he's got something deeper going on there and as for whether or not like his methods are healthy i'm not sure like he's a young dude when he's trying to woo her so he you know i definitely don't love that he bullies people especially snape um but i don't know some of his methods probably weren't all that healthy but i think he clearly does it for attention um and i think overall it's something that draws lily to him but it's not the reason she's in love with him there's got to be something more because she's an amazing freaking woman you know yeah i don't know if you have a uh lily and james you have enough Gryffindor stubbornness in there that Lily's not about to be like "Eh, you know (laughs) I guess he wins like if he didn't change and if he hadn't earned it you're not getting any sort of uh, movement on that front but also argue we don't really know that Lily's an amazing person either we know very little about her we know she loved her child and that's about it so I would just uh, you know point that out that's true. That's true. And we're going to talk about later the fan fiction versus the what we actually get from the story, because I feel like she is also built up as a character in, in a lot of different fan fiction as this really smart. I mean, we do hear from what's his name? Slughorn in the sixth book that she was like kind of special when it came mm-hmm. to potions and she was just like really, really smart. She's brilliant. Yeah, but. Yeah. I guess we don't really hear in the story that she's like this amazing woman, but I I don't know. I always just kind of got the impression that Lily was this amazing person. I think she has kindness to her though. Yeah, she does have kindness. Um, I don't know. Devin, did you have anything to add? So for me, there's nothing wrong with showing your interest in someone (laughs) unless you take it a little bit too far, but I don't think James necessarily does that here. Um, It shows his determination and a lot of bravery maybe to like keep this up i mean he's been shot down plenty of times <laughs> so in order to like keep that stamina and keep like pushing forward 
um, you would think after a while it, it would hit his self-esteem, but he just keeps going. So props to him. Um, and Lily also, although she tells him off multiple times, probably sees this flattering at some point. There had to be some kind of like, oh, I kind of like him. <laughs> I mean, after me in some respect, right? Like in high school, girls always try and like, oh, I don't necessarily like you, but like, I kind of like that you're kind of like, the attention like, are you saying she likes the it? attention yeah the Kevin? attention because i would be annoyed as fuck <laughs> if that guy came up to me i'd be like get away from whoa 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 i sorry 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 <laughs> but the thing is that she had a friend in snape and i just wonder why she never like pictured it with snape i guess we don't know but he was always kind of like her friend I and mean, james was like coming out of snape, nowhere Snape, so <laughs> There's a lot of reason to not. I mean, Snape wasn't on the Quidditch team, so that's he didn't true. Have that going for him. He wasn't a Quidditch guy. So, okay. Regardless, no. I do see the potential of why she might cave. So, um, well, she that, did. Let's move so. into No, no, no. With James, though. Oh. Anyways. All right. Since we only really get a sense of the relationship from hearsay mm -hmm. um, or other people's memories, do you think we get a fair representation of their relationship? I kind of feel like that's what we were saying, that most of it is, you know, through hearsay. And not only that, but very skewed perspectives of what happened, because you're talking about these adults talking about when they were 15 years old and, you know, I mean, even when like Sirius talks about his friend, he's been in prison for how many years? Like, True. how does he accurately remember all the great times? Because anything has to be better than that. So I don't know. I definitely think most of what we're going to discuss here is going to fall into. Well, that's hearsay. So. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I think it is. Um, and, and you bring up a good point about Sirius, too, that he could be reminiscing falsely. Yeah, because of his poor treatment in prison. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we also see that sort of with um, the memories that we get from Snape. I can't imagine that in the key memories of Snape's interpretation of Lily and James's relationship that he's going to be like, "Oh, look at this day where they were so cute, and James went on this awesome date, and it was adorable, and they were just holding hands the entire time." Like, he's not going to be having those aren't his uh, key memories. That's not the things he's going to share and pass on. Yeah. I don't he's, think only gonna, he's only really going to remember the negative. <laughs> like, he just got a little bit of a skewed perspective there. And I think it's sort of what Megan was saying. We don't really have anyone just saying a like, yeah, you know, they had, they sure had a day. Like mm. it's always these extremes of what's happening in the relationship. That's a really good point because I think like, we do get like little snippets from people that Harry loves, but I think the main, like the only time he actually sees memories of his mom and dad are Snape's memories, right? Like when he goes into the pensive and sees that. They're very brief. It's yeah. a big memory and then pretty much nothing else. Right. And it's like when his dad is bullying Snape. So I just don't really think that's going to do much for like an accurate representation of their relationship as Lily and James. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting because I think that knowing how driven Harry Potter is by the fan fiction of it all, I think the fact that we don't get much of Lily and James, and we're, we'll talk about this later too, but I think the fact that we don't get much of them is why people are so wrapped up 
in their relationship. It's like it allows you space in your mind to just conjure up whatever you want about the two of them. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. But okay. Next question. I'm just kind of disappointed. No, you're good. I'm just kind of disappointed that we don't get more. Like, I wish Mm -hmm. we did. Um, I mean, this is a huge piece of Harry's life that kind of just gets neglected in a sense. Um, And we only get bits and pieces here. And we have to, as readers or an audience, take, um, take on the job of filling in the blanks and trying piecing mm-hmm. the relationship together in a sense. And um, which I don't think it's fair to us in a sense, but I do like that we get to see progressions in their relationship from these memories or letters and the like throughout. Um, Cause that we do get that letter that he reads in the seventh one, I believe um, where it's Lily writing to serious i believe oh yeah i about, forgot like, about thank you that for, thank you for sending like the thank you for sending the um the little broom for harry to play on he's having a great time like stop i do like those little <laughs> pieces here and there Surprise. but like i wish there was more i know but i mean i guess jk really didn't have to go into too much detail she didn't owe it to us but like as Harry Potter fans like I obviously would have read a whole book about Lily and James if it was put out there I don't know if everyone prequel do it yeah let's go (laughs) although the cursed child does not bode well for any any type of prequel that's going to come out so I do not acknowledge the existence of the cursed child it's not real (laughs) (laughs) okay next question Steph and Devin this is very harsh language but James Potter is well kind of a jerk does he deserve Lily and are they the right pair? I have a lot to say to this. Oh, go ahead, Megan. So there's one quote from the book that I did not understand as well at the time because Mm -hmm. Harry was 15. James in the memory was 15. And I think my understanding of this changed significantly Now, looking back at 29 years old, that Sirius says to Harry that in that memory, James was 15. And Harry is all like, oh, my gosh, that doesn't matter. I'm 15 years old. I know better not to do that. And at the time, 15 seemed to me like a very mature teenage person. I would not want to ever be judged on a memory of myself at 15 because it would be really bad and unflattering. And I think we have years and years <laughs> of this person. We don't see any of these other memories of him. And we're supposed to take that, this thing that he did was t- terribly nasty in the memory. We can all acknowledge that. But like, didn't we all do terrible things at 15? That's kind of my piece. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that you say that. And sorry, I think I'm a little delayed. So sorry if you're hearing this after I say it. But I love that you said that because... That's a really good point is that that's the one thing that we get. And again, it's from Snape's perspective. So it's like, do we really want to judge it? Judge James's entire character on this one moment that we see. However, if you look at it like breaking the fourth wall a little bit and saying like, this is the one scene that JK chose to give us, then shouldn't we assume that it's like something that is important? in defining like what happened in this relationship. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm torn on it because a hundred percent, I just want to love James because he's Harry's dad. But at the same time, I'm like, why is this what 
was chosen as a reflection of James, as the reflection of James that we get. Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, that Harry up until this point has been given that his parents were perfection. I mean, the way that True. we talk yeah, about he had an idolized version is, you know, and the idea of even having parents when he didn't have them and grew up with horrible people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a reality check is a good enough reason to have a memory of, look, you, at 15 years old, your dad was a dick. And a lot of dads <laughs> are dicks at 15 years old. True. Like, true. So I think part of that is, you know, he's at the point where he's trying to grow up and, you know, get these kind of reality checks. And if you also remember from the fifth book, Harry was being a pretty big dick. Right? Oh, the Harry fifth and sixth. The, the fifth and sixth. <laughs> Yelling, being this angsty asshole. And so he was. That I feel like is important for him to connect with. Like, you're going through a hard time. So are these people. And um, you need a reality check because you think the world's about you right now. And fifth and sixth book, Harry. I have a lot to say about that in the (laughs) Harry and Ginny episode. Oh, my gosh. I went off because he is a bit of a jerk to the two and to Ron Hermione, the two people that stick by him. So perhaps you're right. Perhaps this was the moment of him being like, okay, like my dad was still a good person. I guess I can still be a good person. I think he needed to let go of some naive ideals that he had about things. And that sometimes happens, you know, that Mm -hmm. you need to learn that everybody's not perfect. And yeah, so you can. I definitely think it's healthy. I think it's healthy a little bit that he, not that James did everything. All that was awful. We can keep (laughs) tossing that little asterisk in on every (laughs) sentence, but um, it's good to get that sort of reality check. Like his dad was a real person. His dad, did things that were great. His dad did things that were dick moves and like that can both exist in the same person. And you sort of need to have that check when he's been growing up and like, it sort of goes with um, the end of the fourth book sort of being the end of the happy fun. Look, I'm in a wizard school. I'm having such a great time. Oh, right. There's a whole world outside that's going really poorly. Um, and so I think it sort of fits in with the whole fifth and sixth books, getting that transfer into like, hey, things are rough out there. Things are rough here. And it's not all just your parents were awesome and you look just like them. It's like, um, there's a lot more to it. For sure. Although I guess on that, I'd also say, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but memory we're still getting the worst of snape's perspective like if this is the memory that snape is picking that is his worst experience and you don't necessarily have the for him to for james to go from that being the worst thing he had ever done to snape to a pretty quick transfer into um order of the phoenix and war hero and all of that like those things happened one right after another it seems like this was sort of right at the peak of when James was just the absolute worst. And then he sort of fell back down being a decent person. I think the perspective comment also kind of emphasizes this idea that as the bullied person, you're going to take that memory with you like forever. Whereas Mm -hmm. James, honestly, after that couple months later, James and Lily could have, I don't want to say forgotten the whole thing happened, but they could have been like, all their other interactions that they had post that aren't as connected with it having occurred, you know, because you move on. Okay. I did a stupid thing. I apologize and move on. But when you're the person it happened to, like you can't move on from that. That was a part of your life. So yeah. 
Yeah. Whew, love it. Okay, Devin, next question. Let's do it. Um, what is it that attracts Lily and James together? Okay, I know. I know. We don't know enough about these characters really to say. That goes without saying. Um, but anyway, I think from what I know and from what I like can comprehend of Lily and James that Lily's kindness and authenticity and James's confidence are the two things that like really bring them together. You may disagree, but I actually think there is proof of Lily's kindness in her empathy towards Snape. Um, I think that they both kind of level each other and bring out the best in one another, at least from what I know. Um, and there was something unexplainable between them, even like when Lily said that she wasn't going to go out with him. At least I think there was always something there. Um, and she just didn't want to admit it at the time. So I don't know. I read somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is accurate like to the books, but I read somewhere that they got married one year after graduating. I think it was like Harry Potter wiki or something. I don't know if this is actually true. <laughs> but had to be. I mean, they had yeah. The years that they were alive, but they were young when they died. I would argue right. they could not have gotten married when they got right. married. <laughs> so they were probably 18. And my thing is like, I think it kind of shows at least it may have been a dumb decision. I don't know, but it, it shows a kind of passion that they had that was stirring from a young, I think from a young age, if you get married a year after being at Hogwarts, then again, like it could have been all the crazy crap that was going on that they're like, whoa, we got to do this fast. Um, I don't really know, but I think the two of them really share a passion. I think Lily's kindness is what draws James to her and James's confidence. Cause I don't really know what else it would be. I don't know if that he's an attractive guy or he's great at Quidditch. I think it's his confidence ulti ultimately that she finds attractive. I don't know. Do you guys disagree? What do you think? I, I only disagree with the fact that I thought you weren't supposed to answer questions. No. <laughs> I can answer the question. Dang. No, Dang it. Um, so much I really, sauce. I don't have too much to add because like, that's one of those questions where I'm like, I really have no idea what drew them together. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I think like what you said is good. And maybe a little bit also, as we've been talking about sort of James's character arc and growth, Mm -hmm. there's something something to be said for watching this kid like watching this guy you know grow up and like become a better person as you know him that mm -hmm. can't hurt i mean it's got to do something like you find attractive grow up and watching him become a better person Devin, no um like <laughs> you said confidence i think is charm and charisma yep there's there's got to be something that she falls for and like those are some um, confidence, like you mentioned, a good heart. Those are some things that kind of place you into Gryffindor in general. So he had to have these kind of qualities to be placed into that house, right? Um, so I'm assuming that's kind of what she ultimately fell upon. Um, at first, I did see James as more of this, like, I was talking to Steph, um, Steph about this before, too, and like more of like a Darcy-esque kind of guy who's like very prideful and very um, just wanting to flirt with this girl on and on. Um, but I think she kind of like calms him down over time and like chips away at his ego in a sense and is able to make that um, pride into something more of, I don't know, like instead of pride, more just confidence, like, natural good confidence like not mm -hmm. 
so abrasive. That's what um, we hope. And Lily, we t- mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the goal. <laughs> um, and Lily, I mean she's beautiful. She's always described with like beautiful eyes and beautiful hair and whatever. Um, her loving kindness. She's very kind and just like a good friend to Snape. She wants to be that person to just like kind of connect to him. Um, she's loyal. She's intelligent. And so I get like like we all mentioned, like it's hard to kind of like piece these characters together, but I think JK gives us enough to kind of get the general gist of who these characters are in their makeup. Mm-hmm. And as I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to the next question soon, but as I'm thinking about it, I have longer and like more in depth answers for the Snape questions than the James questions, which makes me really upset because I ship James and Lily but there's oh, more to talk. Spoiler. spoiler. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, um, the, next, the next question I, I have anything to say to would not be coming up soon. So, hey, well, you have to. Okay. This next question, though, yeah. I have a little bit to say. Um, okay. So, but James and Lily possibly have the most fan fiction written about them in the HP series. Why do you think that is? And do any of their fanfic characteristics or moments stand out to you that complement James and Lily as we know in the real story? Well, I, I know Devin doesn't have anything to say, but go ahead. You kind of answered that earlier. You know, your opinion, I think, was worthwhile, where the fact that it's so open-ended allows you to do a lot, you know, and people people are really curious and interested in the unknown. So, you know, that's pretty much what I would say. Like, if you're going to write a story about Ron and Hermione after all the books have been written, like, what are you going to say? You're going to pretend it happened differently. That's really all you can do or talk about their marriage in the future. All right. But with James and Lily, it's like, you know how it ended and you get to kind of put together, you know, the mystery of how it was, it, how it began. So I think that's probably what's tempting about it. Yeah. You sort of have this love arc that you see point A, point G, and then the tragic end. And there's so much that you can fill in. Um, And I think it's sort of, Lily and James have a lot to do with that, but also you have these little snippets of the Marauders that honestly are just cool. Like, I don't know what to say other than it's cool. It's kind of fun. Like you have this group and you don't have a lot about them. You see them when they've been beaten down by the war, but you don't get the group that went into it you don't see the group that cared so much about each other that they had to like mm-hmm. create like wow i'm blanking on the english language um like the <laughs> uh bigger animagus forms and things like that um you don't get all the fun parts of it and so i think there's so much that you can put into it um no i think like that's sort of one of those things where it's kind of fun to take um these little pieces and do like the little connect the dots on it and only have three dots that you definitely have to put in there. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the mystery, like we were saying of Lily and James, but I love that you brought in the Marauders too, because that's something I think everyone was just really curious to know more about was to see these young versions of like James and Sirius and yeah, even Lupin. I mean, Peter, no, we're not interested, but uh, I I would love to see like what they were as young people. Um, And then the second part of this question about the fan fiction. So I think, I don't know. I freaking loved when we got more of Hogwarts James turned into man James stories. Those are my freaking favorites. So like, you know, 
stories about them in the future if they survive like in an alternate reality whatever that's great but I think there's some killer fan fiction out there about all of the hate to love of like Lily and James and the arc of like how and that's ultimately what sticks in my brain that's why I'm so willing to say oh it was James's charm his charisma that like brought Lily to him because of those fan fiction and they have become canon almost in my mind Um, but (laughs) that's what I'm all about I still read that stuff Honestly, it's not good. But it's not healthy. I need to get over era. this part of my life. <laughs> I used oh to God. write so much fan fiction. I could never do that. Now I just can't get to that piece of my brain that would want to. I still love Harry Potter, but I can't get back to the fan fiction. Did world. you ever do a Lily James? I, I did plenty. Katie used to read them. I have to let my cat in the room. Okay. <laughs> you do that. Oh, Maeve is gone. Devin, did you have anything to add? I put no comment. <laughs> yeah, I figured you put no comment. He's always judging me about the fan fiction portion no, of I'm my life. No, I'm fine with it. Uh-huh. I just never got into it when I was younger, and I don't necessarily want to Harry open that Potter, can right now. <laughs> the one thing to say about it... Hi, cat. The one thing to say about it is I think Harry Potter made fan fiction a bigger thing than it ever would have been without it. I think it really like revolutionized it because you know you have some like hunger games and stuff but it was really this world that people wanted to be like in and we're creating all of these things about. yeah so i'd have to agree with that yep yeah, i fully blame megan for my uh descent into fantastic <laughs> megan's fault <laughs> hey it, it's always megan's fault come on yeah <laughs> that's what happens when you're the oldest <laughs> all right next question do you think lily leads snape on and what's with their mirrored patronuses i really want to talk about this no 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 no, no. i will not accept leading on as a legitimate thing you if you decide to stay in a friendship with someone that you like it's on you if you can't handle it you leave the friendship a hundred percent you cannot blame a person for being attractive. Megan is coming up in here with the truth. I <laughs> love it. I acknowledge it. I don't think she would have tried to lead Snape on. Plus, did she even know that he liked her? Like, he was a super, like, you know, shy guy that probably didn't mention it at all. You would have so. to think that at some point you thought that he got a little bit of a different impression than what you wanted, in a sense. <laughs> you think <laughs> that- with Snape? That he did, I. Th- she had to assume at some point now that he that he had like. No, they can be friends whether whether so? she thought it or not. Like it could have been out in the air. Correct, would have been fun. No, I, I I agree. I agree there. But with Steph saying like he, she had no idea, I think she probably had some idea that this weirdo kind of Maybe liked her. this weirdo. But the thing is, I think she loved him. I think that they were friends, and she loved him well. And I I think that like if. If she really, really understood that it was causing him pain to be friends with her and like see her with James, I don't know if she would have continued the friendship. I don't know. And Snape tends to over dramatize things in his head just a little bit and keep them there. So I don't really know. Katie, you look like you have something to say. I mean, we're all saying, I think, (laughs) agreeing really hard and enthusiastically. Um, No, I think it's just the you can't blame someone for having a childhood friend like this was one of her first friends. He was her first introduction into the wizarding world. He was the only person she knew. Like it's not leading on to want to keep that friendship. And it's not on her. If his view of it changed. 
Agreed. And so my thing, though, the main thing I want to talk about was the mirrored Patronus thing. Like, what do you guys think of that? Like, it. I think what Devin's trying to get at with this question is, do you think maybe they're soulmates? But I don't really know if I agree with that because I think there can be people in this world that you share, like, soul space with a little bit. You know what I mean? You're, like, so close with them that you, like, share... You, bond, you have a bond with them that you don't have with anyone else. And I don't think that necessarily means they were, like, meant yeah. to be or anything, but I think they did meet at a certain level of this like soul space that they're just friends on. So I have, I have thoughts. Oh, what are your thoughts, Devin? He's like, let me into this conversation. Um, so I, going back to, I think Snape perceives her kindness to be more than what it is. No one has ever shown him real kindness before. And when Lily demonstrates it, he immediately believes it's because she has feelings for him. And that's not the, that that's not the case at all. This then leads into their mirrored Patronuses. I think Snape is, I think they're the same because of his deep love for her or through his grief of her death. Um, we've seen this with Tonks's Patronus change because, because of her um, depression and sadness when she was kind of, I don't know how, what the right term would be, but um, when her and Lupin were like having issues with their relationship, you saw her um, Patronus change um, and it would turn into a wolf and Harry thought that it meant that she was mourning Sirius, um, but she was actually having issues with Lupin at the time. Um, so it's possible that this might be the same case here. I mean, he had a big role, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. He had a huge role in her death. So I, it could be a little bit of his guilt and grief with her, possibly. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I would lean more toward that than a soulmate concept. I also kind of feel like if it's your soulmate, you guys are going to end up together personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be an, a one a one ended kind of a thing. So, if we already have seen it happen, which I didn't even remember that, uh, then that makes sense to me. It's kind of like you know your emotional expression being put out there, and if your Patronus is going to reflect your emotional expression, it's going to reflect. What do you care about? So do we actually know if the Patronus was mirrored in the books or if that was just a movie thing? No, I think it was. It was in the books too? I think he did that and that's what made Dumbledore like ask him like even after all this time. Yeah. That makes me sad. But I I like that. That's a good point, Devin, (laughs) to bring up like what happened with Tonks' Patronus. Like I didn't even think to like connect the two things, but it really does like... It makes sense if he's been like brooding about this his entire life and thinking about her. It would make sense her. that it came out in his outer. He doesn't show much expression of his feelings. So it makes sense that his one expression of his feelings would be the Patronus and it would be resembling Lily. You're going to make me cry. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> ah. All right, then let's move on. <laughs> okay. I will ask. It's not going to get any better from here. So, (laughs) yeah, it's not. But okay, should I? I should wait. Okay, Megan's here. He keeps trying to go in and out. The 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 cat cat? me out of here. They want me to come out. Um, (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, next question: Is Snape's love for Lily true, or is it something more possessive? What does it say that he chooses the dark arts over her? Here's my opinion. (laughs) Go for it. That. Throughout her life, 
there was no evidence of his love being true. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I think the only time that we find out that he loved her is when he did something that has absolutely no way of attaining her, which is all the protection for Harry, because that does nothing, you know, to try to gain someone's affection. That's just simply, I loved her, so I'm going to do something that she would have wanted me to do. So I think in her death, we saw that he loved her. But before that, like, we have no idea, you know, along the road, if there were times where it was more possessive when he was a kid or anything like that. But that to me, when you do something that doesn't gain you anything, it, you know, it shows that you love someone. Yeah, I think I've seen um, a lot of his love for Lily and his feelings towards Lily as uh, more on the possessive side because Lily was one of his first friends in the same sense. And they did, they were so close when they were younger. And I think there's a little bit of the, well, why is she picking James over me? Why is she going to James? She's mine. Like she was my friend. She's the, I have the first dibs on loving her and that you can't really call dibs on that, but I've sort of seen that. And then even with the Patronus, you can have like that positive view of it. Of, like this is his lasting impression of love versus the, this is hers. It's mine now. Um, because I need something else. Oh, I'll, I'll just be here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think Snape has trouble defining love like from the very beginning. He doesn't have like the best examples of it in his life around him until he meets Lily. And I think some of his first encounters with love and kindness are from Lily, at least from what I understand. And it makes me really sad <laughs> that that's the case. But it also shows me that maybe his love for Lily is a security thing. Maybe it is a little bit possessive, like you were saying, Katie. Like, as he sees her going to James, that's when these emotions really are sparked to an understanding for him a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Like, she, she's the one who's kind to him. And, and that can be a strong motivator, too. So I'm not really sure if I'd say he loves her for the right reasons, but I think in the end, like we can say like, he definitely loves her. And I love what you said, mm -hmm. Megan, about like, like it, it's, an, I don't know what he does for Harry, even though he's kind of a jerk while doing it, because why are you such a jerk to an 11 year old boy? I don't know. That's a problem. <laughs> we can't go down that. We're so path. little. We can't, we can't, but we'll have a whole different podcast on that. If we, exactly, we yeah, should. There are a lot of feelings on that here. <laughs> there really are. But nonetheless, he does, ultimately do what he thinks is protecting Harry. And that to me shows that he loves her, even if his motivations and his reasons aren't necessarily like bundled up in this perfect little, Oh, I love her because oh, of yes. this, this and this. Um, and I, I don't know the fact that their Patronus is the same really makes me also believe that there's a devotion to her in his heart of some kind. Um, I don't know. I don't let myself think too much about it because there's nothing that can happen, but I think he loved her I, I whether found, or not it's for the right reasons. Go ahead, Devin. I found that his love was more possessive. And I think, think? it kind of shows through, as you mentioned. I think, yeah, because um, it definitely shows through when he's overwatching Harry. He really focuses on Harry a lot. And I think that shows through in how possessive he was over his infatuation with Lily. You sure that's so not an infatuation has, with hating James? Nah, a little bit of both maybe mixed in <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I think we also but i, I think he has i'm sorry go ahead 
No, um, I definitely think he focuses a lot more on Harry because he expects him to be more because he's of Lily. I disagree. I think he's bitchy to Harry because he hates James. There's also that, obviously, but I think there's (laughs) also that heightened sense that mm, I want it. Like I expect more of you. You should be better than this. Like almost like a, I don't know, like a stepfather kind of like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a weird fan fiction. We are not going there. (laughs) Anyways, reading the idea of him being mean to Harry is also perhaps a protection of the fact that he really can't reveal that he's not on this team. Like he has to portray himself as someone who wants Harry dead. And that's kind of important. I'm not saying it excuses it, but I think there's that. And I think we also have to consider that, you know, to get to be possessive or to get what you want or whatever, like it'll go so far, but to like, constantly every day risk the fact that you're going to die and ultimately end up dying that feels to me like it has to be more than possessiveness i also think his involvement with the dark arts was at first meant to impress lily and it backfires i don't i I think he just wanted to have power to like show people what he can be and to kind of like obviously stand up against the bullies However, this power goes to his head and it kind of darkens him. Um, and that's what kind of like really creates that break between Lily and, um, and Snape is that he's kind of taken on this more darker persona and that's something that she doesn't want up to be a part of. Um, something so that it, he kind of, I, I'm sorry, I keep cutting No, you you're good, you're good. But I think it kind of like welcomes his own undoing in the sense. Like he mm-hmm. kind of walked down this path on his own she tried to guide him out of it and he was like, nah, sorry, this is who I am now. Take me or leave me. <laughs> I think if we give some kind of support for James's age at 15, I also have to give support for Snape's age at 19. And I think, you know, I would agree that a lot of his behaviors were possessive and inappropriate, but we then talk, we fast forward to him being, you know, in his 20s and his 30s and all this and regret for what he did like could turn it into something very different so i think we're talking about a couple of different snapes just like we're talking about a couple of different jameses it's so hard because they're in these really like formative moments like ages of their life where most of the stuff is happening like they're completely changing first of all in every type of way from 15 to 18 and it's interesting like I mean, it's all blown out of proportion because of what's going on in the wizarding world around them and that James and Lily die. But this does sound like a very like before all of that sounds like a very typical like high school romance drama, too. So I don't know. We have to we do have to give them some grace for their age, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. My that. my I don't have a fully fleshed out thought on that, but well, we can't get a fully fleshed out like view of everything here so with what we have we have to make certain like you said certain guesses and speculations and Mm -hmm. work with what we know and with what we know i i just feel like it did shift for him when he grew up a bit yeah that's fair makes sense all right so how does lily's death impact snape we kind of dabbled at this a bit let's dive in badly 
(laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It devastates him, obviously. Like, it's pretty much a huge, hugely important formational moment for him because it's what he he hangs on to for a long time. You know, this was the person that he considered his soulmate, even if it's not the truth of the matter. He considered this person the one that he loved. And we've talked a lot about, you know, this soul connection or whatever it is that binds them. Um, we've talked about that in the past too. You, Devin, you and me on this on the podcast, we've talked a lot about soul connection. And I think that you can have these connections with a number of different people. And I think that whether or not it was like healthily bound up, Snape had that kind of connection with Lily. And so it absolutely devastated him when she was taken from oh, the sure. world, but also taken from him. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's, he's undergone so much loss of Lily in his life that like this was kind of the final straw. Um, but I think that he, knowing that he had a huge role in it kind of also like tears him in his apart. in her and death. I am, yes. Yeah. And I am kind of happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're he, glad that he I, feels I that, I, I'm glad that he feels he should feel bad. He should feel guilty. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that was a terrible move on his part. Yeah. Yeah, he made a lot of bad decisions. At least two bad decisions happened. Um at least. <laughs> at least. I'm I'm lowballing here. But I think that with Lily's death as well, I think if it was anyone else, if it had been Neville's parents, um, if it was any other person, you never see Snape tear, turn away from the dark arts. That the only reason it happened is because it happened to his person. And that good bad like it's cool that that turned him slightly away from the dark arts it's great that that gave them someone against Voldemort but like it doesn't make him a good person it doesn't make him a good person in my eyes either like it's one of those um I think when they were talking one of the things that sort of broke up their friendship was that when uh Snape referred to Lily as mudblood and she had pointed out like you were fine calling everyone else that but like you only apologize because you said it to me. And I think that's one of those things that's stood out to me for a while is like. But I think it makes the distinction between someone who's a bad person and someone who's, you know, a, well, rather a good person or a bad person who loves someone because a bad person can still love one person, even if he's an asshole to the rest of the world. So I think that, you know, that you're right, that he would, he could have been on the other team forever if it hadn't happened to Lily. And, you know, we don't see any evidence that he's, you know, good, but I think that's a very different um, issue than whether he actually cared about her. Yeah, for sure. Devin? No, but I, I'd have to agree. Um, like we said, like he's devastated and he's guilty and he has the good reason for it. Um, I have nothing more to add. Okay. <laughs> I really want to get to this next question. Please do. <laughs> okay. So let's talk afterlife, Snape and Lily. Okay. What do you think Lily's reaction would be if she saw Snape after he passed away? Would she be happy? Would she be angry with the way that he was treating Harry? Like, what do you guys think? I don't think she's going to be happy with the way. I think she'd be so pissed. I think it'd be such a funny reunion. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd be laughing, though. That would be great. I feel like you could have the great. Thank you for being helpful in this one moment. Also, what the hell were the past seven years like? Well, I think it would be a true test for him to 
to prove love in the fact that he doesn't need her thank you mm-hmm, true. To, to feel like he did the right thing. Right. He may never be forgiven. <laughs> oh, Evan? man, that would be such an awkward reunion. I know. <laughs> oh, would love to be a fly on that wall. I would freaking to- love it. It would be amazing. But, Devin, you looked like you had thoughts. I I. I think she'd definitely be angry. He's been bullying her son his entire <laughs> life. Like your his father bullied you for whatever your high school career. So you're going to bull. You are a 20 late twenties, early 30 year old man. And you're bullying this 11 year old boy. Yeah. Like being roughly like, I can't imagine picking on some 11 year old kid because I had a bad middle and high school I can't <laughs> it doesn't work like that no <laughs> I think that like Snape would like get into you know wherever the afterlife is happening and then he'd get up to Lily and she would be like welcome and then she'd like slap him over the head with like a book or something that would be the best reunion hey, in Pat. my head yes I envision it someone write fan fiction on it please <laughs> I would read it but Devin, take us to the next question. Yeah, that because... was fun. All right, let's dive in a little bit more deep. Um, do you think Snape is a good character? And do you think he is redeemed in the end? So I'm, I kind of just wrote this one because I'm curious to see what other people think. Because I have my own thoughts, but let's see what else we got out there. I don't think we have enough evidence that he's redeemed. Like, like my whole thing is I think that he has love for her, but it doesn't excuse anything. And you don't have, think he's redeemed? I don't think we have enough evidence of that because like Katie was saying, like if this had been anybody else, he wouldn't have given two shits and he wouldn't have, you know, cared at all. And he still seems to go to the mat as a person who doesn't really care about any one thing except this. So could he also be showing on the side that he's doing great things and charity work? And I have no idea because we haven't heard about that part. But what we've what we've heard is he did this one thing very well because he cared about that one thing. But it's not enough to know if he was redeemed. Snape doing charity work. That is like a just hilarious the image. image I just got from that is fantastic. <laughs> it really is. Katie, what do you think? I'm kind of with Megan on this one. I think that <laughs> so betrayed. Um <laughs> Steph's mad. I'm really I really upset. The- the redemption to me is that Snape went from a jackass of a character, like completely awful to, okay, there's some gray in his morals. Um, but I don't think that going from irredeemable to morally gray necessarily brings him all the way to good. I'm so sad. Okay. He's like maybe a C average. It, it made it like we understand better why he was doing things, but that's about it. Okay, here's my thing, though. Okay, maybe he's not redeemed fully, but here, here's why I think he's a good character, because I had that sticker on my door. I told you, Devin, Borders used to give out stickers and it said Snape is good or Snape is evil on the back. And you had to, like, guess. And I always had it on Snape is good because I always freaking knew. Well, but- it's the problem. Borders didn't give you more than two choices and life's <laughs> more complicated. Do you want that. a sticker Where's that says he? Snape is morally gray? Yes. <laughs> I want that for all my That's clients perfection. who come in with their black and white issues. Well, Listen, am I a good person or a bad person? I'm going to give you my proof that he's a good person. Okay, he bullied an 11-year-old. 
whatever. Super big deal. He's evil. No, no, no. But my (laughs) thing is, (laughs) no, my thing is that the entire time, not only was he protecting Harry, but he had the the guts to do exactly what Dumbledore told him to do and do it well. And I think like he, he killed Dumbledore, which sounds horrible on its face but he did it because he was asked to do it and he knew that he had to do it yeah. to save the world the whole time uh, he wasn't just playing the world at- yes to save- do one thing and what was that to do one thing protect harry be damned the world are you sure that's why he did it like are you I'm sure it's all for harry that it was all for that pursuit and that i don't it. think he loves harry enough for that to be his he only motivation it. he loved her he enough. loved lily enough <laughs> That's just creepy. Listen, I have a different... <laughs> You're right. No, I think he loved Dumbledore, too. I really do. Maybe, but that's still not indicating... <laughs> it's not person. evidenced. Listen, Snape, whatever his motivations be, he did the thing that needed to get done for the world to be restored. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a good character, and I will die I, on that I hill. agree. I'll give him he's a good character. I don't know if that makes him a good person. He's a very interesting character. I agree. I'm so glad that we have these guys on here to talk to you about this. Devin, <laughs> We're Devin, like having Devin one of those, and I have been disagreeing sessions. for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We're having this therapy session. For I- right now. <laughs> she's very idealistic. Okay. Oh and she's, yeah. she hasn't been hit hard enough. Is this an intervention? Yes. Did this Congratulations, <laughs> you did this to yourself. Oh my god. You Snape, I, your I, own I will not deny <laughs> I will not Harry deny Potter, that naturally. Snape is a good character. I think he is a very well-developed character. Like, props to JK for his creation. But I don't think the good that he does outweighs the evil that he commits in the process. Stop it, Devin. Um, He allows his grief to consume him. He allows his darkness to consume him. And I don't think he's redeemed in the end. Well, and I think one of the things that's like... Oh, sorry, keep going, Devin. No, go. No, please. Um, I think that one of the things that's biggest for me is that it's not just Harry. He bullies everyone he bullies every other student at this school he's mean to neville he's mean to all the gryffindors it's like it's not just that first class it's not just harry he has this reputation before harry's first year it continues afterwards it's like if he was you know a hard teacher whatever to everyone else and then a jerk to harry okay we can work with this but neville did nothing wrong Okay, so we're mad because Snape is a bully. That's why we're mad, and we're going to put him down in history we're as not, a terrible we're human. Mad. I, I don't even Megan, say that he necessarily was a terrible human. I just don't think we've been shown proof he's not. We've only been shown snippets that show he is. Like, so he had a chance. It's my the head. same with so many other people. If he didn't die when he did, maybe he would have like okay. continued to improve. Unfortunately, here we are. Unfortunately, he died then. Um, but so what would have been the outcome that made Snape a good character? If we found out he was doing it for different intentions than loving Lily or having done something different? If like just to do other stuff that indicated he really valued things besides that, then I would be like, yeah, okay, he grew into that. He, you know, he's a little bit less gray, you know, more toward the good. But like, I'm just saying we don't have enough. So he, to me, he could have been a bad character or a bad person or whatever you want to say. But we don't have the. Okay, I will appreciate 
that perspective, Megan. Devin is smiling. He's just happy to have someone on his side for once, Mr. Harry Hermione Shipper. Don't come at me. I will never ship them. It's always <laughs> you changed your Ron. perspective, but that's not okay, true. We will move on to the next question before Devin and I just get really mad. There and- more questions. Yes, there are more questions, Megan. Okay. This is in a similar vein, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it has nothing to do with the ship. I just really wanted to know everyone's perspective on this, and I don't, and I, we won't have another opportunity for this. So I want. I know to bring we it have to talk that. about. It. Yeah. So, who do you think is a better redemption story, Snape or Malfoy? Um, well, I don't think Snape was redeemed, and I think Malfoy kind of was. Malfoy is a twerp. He literally does everything he does because he's a weasel, just like his dad. Uh, Remember what I just said, though. We have to account for the fact that so much of his behavior was he was a child. He was a child being raised to behave a certain way. And he grew up and And behaved the same way. And we also see along the way a lot of insecurities about the choices he has to make while he's a teenager. When he does things, we see him kind of be, you know, was he a jerk? Yeah, but so was James. So I guess you could argue Malfoy was much younger when he was being a bully than Snape was. Mm -hmm. was, Exactly. That's the point. That is the exact point. He grew up. He he never there were there were times where like when he was going to, uh, you know, have to kill Dumbledore. He couldn't do it. He couldn't pull the trigger. All right. That says a lot. He's a about weasel. Someone's actual intentions, because he was a child being told kill somebody. He was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think Malfoy has so much more. He shows so much more that he was a scared kid and not like. He was a scared kid in an environment where he couldn't do anything else. And despite that, he still tried. Step over here acting like she never did something stupid at 15. (laughs) I have never done anything stupid in my life. (laughs) Never in my life. I have stories to tell otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of shared on this podcast. (laughs) But listen, Malfoy is a weasel, and you cannot you cannot tell me he's not. Because later when we see a ferret. He's, Ooh, got him. Got him. Make boop, any boop, boop, references boop. here. Actually, perfect timing. It was very good. But That's very good. He's a weasel. And in the end, he doesn't change, I don't think. He ends up marrying whoever. Not true. Penelope. What's her name? Pansy. Her not Penelope. Pansy. Perkinson. Doesn't even, or whatever. Yes. And he just I like. I don't remember knowing it was he was married. It was someone like outside of random their class, so sure. like not a. Which shows that he changed from what you would have Correct. anticipated from him based on. Wait, he did? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Really it was like a story or something. I could be pulling that name out of nowhere. I'm looking it up. My thing is, so while you're doing that, my thing is Astoria that. Astoria Greengrass. Yes. Oh, okay. Look at, you. Look at you, Katie. She knows her stuff. <laughs> she yeah, died. he married someone completely different who wasn't affiliated with what they had to go through. Which Did you know she for died, some sort of change. She died in the summer of 2019 due to her blood curse. I'm learning a lot about these that's characters. Unfortunate. That's fanfic or No, that's true. It's on the wiki. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. It's nonsense. Okay. It happened after that 19 nonsense. years later, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was cursed child nonsense. I we didn't don't know. even read that, so I don't know. But Good, I don't. I don't he Malfoy doesn't want to be 
what everyone else wants him to be. I think he was conditioned to be that type of person. And I think he realizes like, I'm done being a jerk or I'm done allowing other people to make the decisions for me. Um, and I mean, think about being pressured at such a young age to do the things that your family is wanting you to do. And this dark Lord, this over this oppressor wants you to do. Um, I don't like, don't get me wrong. I think Malfoy was still a bad character, like a morally wrong person throughout, but he makes that change. And you can see that in that epilogue piece later on that he has kind of developed and that his relationship with Harry is still like weird and off, but he's still like, they, they acknowledge each other at least. Like, I don't remember exactly what we get in that epilogue uh, line per line, but we get, some kind of connection between them that they're like at least making the acknowledgement of like respect yeah exactly um, that they're adults and they're behaving like adults instead of you know bullying and children and whatnot there's a but, lot of childhood trauma there with snape <laughs> but also but also but he allows that to, he allows yeah. the trauma that he goes through to change who he becomes because whereas, he didn't die because Mal, mm -hmm. but he Which had helps. time to change. Malfoy made that change and became a better person. Okay, had I'll accept. Plenty of time to change. I will <laughs> accept Devin's argument. Snape had plenty of time it. to change, and he Snape persisted on being the same. The, like Snape didn't have to go down that path in the beginning. His best friend, when he was a kid, would have led him in the opposite direction, and he said, "You know, I think I'm going to join the dark side instead." I think the Malfoy we get on the platform is the James we would have eventually seen. Like you used to be a bully and now you're like this guy and you have your family and you're just, you're, you're looking over across the way at Snape who's alive and you're, you know, acknowledging him. like it would have, you know, I think that's what I think. I, I agree with Evan. You think that Malfoy, you mean Malfoy as a young person is James as a young person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I could see that. I think that they definitely Malfoy definitely grew more into something and he had his biases, but we all grow up with our biases. Like our families definitely influence the choices that we make growing up. And eventually we decide, do we still agree with them or do we go our own path? Yeah. And some people like Malfoy, decide to go their own path and that shows strength and growth. I now, don't get me wrong. Like I still kind of, I mean, we all hate Malfoy throughout the mm -hmm. entire series, but he makes that change. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see a little bit of respect in his character development. Yeah. We're going to move on because Steph is not having it. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going. I'm going to cry. I'm Anyways. Boiling. All right. So with this talk of the epilogue. I'm going to be really mad about your response here. <laughs> At least you're prepared. <laughs> <laughs> With this talk of the epilogue, should Harry have named one of his kids after Snape? Is it believable? Who are you to say Harry can't name his kid after Snape? You leading question. No, okay, listen. Totally. He, he can name his kids however he wants. And I think that, yes, in the end, Albus and Snape were two of the people, like Harry says, what is it? Two of the most honorable men? What's the exact words? The that bravest, he I think. What? I think he says that Snape was the bravest. And do you disagree with that? No, I think he was very brave. Right there. I think he was very brave. And I think that... I think I don't really have much of an opinion on whether he should or shouldn't have named him that. But 
I think it's the guy who's the reason that I'm alive and have a family, you know, brought me here, then yeah. I might want to name my kid after him. All right. I I'll think those it. are the two that made the most impact immediately in Harry's mind, like especially because it was such a shock to Harry to learn that this guy had been protecting him his whole life. Mm -hmm. I think I think it really impacts him when he finds that out. And I think that that's part of the reason that it is believable that it's Albus Severus. Yeah, I'll agree with that in a sense. But I don't think a normal person would name their kid after your high school bully. <laughs> <laughs> it shows would that he has health been out here with this. Who is, is also Alice your James. teacher. <laughs> Who's Listen, also your teacher. Well, it shows <laughs> a healthy growth. So there's a little bit of memoriam in that, that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it just shows that Jenny should have named the kids. <laughs> no one should trust Harry with this. <laughs> It's too much, too much responsibility. But I will okay. accept your your thoughts on like the impression that he left and um, that I am allowed to have my family because of the sacrifice that Snape went through. Um, I will agree that there's a little bit of meaningful memory in respecting him and keeping him alive in the for the future. Thank you. Thank you for at least conceding in that point. Yeah, okay. We'll okay, <laughs> now we get to the fun questions. The last two. Dev and I have already talked about this. What is your favorite book and your favorite movie? For me, just to say it, it's the fourth through and through. I think, Devin, yours is the fifth book and the third movie. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And what about you, Megan and Katie? That's so funny because the fourth was the hardest book for me to stomach going through. It was, I liked it in the end, but it bored me more than Why? I just felt like, you know, let's get back to the real world here. Why are we playing this game? These games. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't seem, this is not going to have any connection to anything, right? And then it did, but, you know, um, it, it bored me. And it was, the fifth book, I think, was probably my favorite. I really, the third book was the one that got me into Harry Potter. So I have a soft spot for that. Third movie was the worst movie in the entire world. Um, <laughs> fifth, fifth book was my favorite book. I don't know which was my favorite movie. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's hard. The, the fourth was a good movie. Fifth I think the not fourth. Not a good representation of the book, though, so I cannot. Yeah. So as Devin and I reread the series this past year, the fifth stood out more to me than it had previously. Like I was really bored by the fifth as a young person. But as when I read it recently, I realized just how much she put in there. Like it is pretty much a masterpiece in my, in so my opinion. Exciting. It oh. is. But so the fourth, I think because I grew up with the books, like I think that I just really loved like all that drama going on with Victor Crumb and Ron and Hermione and the Yule Ball. And that's why whenever I'm like, oh, I need a comfort movie. It's the fourth Harry Potter movie. That's the one that I go to. Um, but the fifth was a lot better than I thought. The, the third book, I really just have always hated. I don't really know why, but... Oh, I loved it. I found it so revealing. But you have to understand my my reading Harry Potter only came from the third book. Like, I had seen the first two movies and hadn't read any of them. The third book I started reading purely because... Actually, it was because I missed Katie because we were hanging Aww. out. And then she went, uh, she went home or I went home. I went home. I had gone there by train. And then I picked up the third book in the house because I was like, let me see what all the fuss is about. And I read through that thing in like an hour and it was my first venture into it. So I think that's probably why I love it so much. Yeah. But I think all the reveal about Sirius was very exciting. Hmm. Katie? 
I think the fifth is still my favorite book. Just everything we've said, it was fun. It was the biggest book, which is always good for me because I'd get them at the midnight release and be done by 2 a.m. And so at least that one stretched to like 3.30. Um, I got in the way of reading that book because I visited when you had picked up the fifth book at your says, house. It says a lot that I, I held off. Um, <laughs> but I... I always enjoyed that one. I don't know on the movies because there are pieces of each movie that like stand out to me. Like there's a lot of the third movie that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just watching Hermione punch Malfoy in the face. You Very can't. Oh, yeah. It's just so satisfying. But also like I have to give credit to the fifth movie for literally one thing only. And that's the Quidditch uniforms. Um, and like, I, I don't know on the movie. They all like, there are different things on each one and I can't decide what I care most about at this point. I'd agree with that. I think there are high moments in each one. I think there are very low moments in each one. So. Devin, oh my gosh. I mean, they're movies. Like they can't be I mean, true to the book at all times. The fourth movie, you have to deal with the hair. Oh God, that is the worst. Ron's hair, Harry's hair. Oh. And then Cedric Diggory, which I was sort of like, this should be recast. I don't know if you disagree, but I definitely think it should have been recast. I don't know what the problem is. All we knew about him was supposed to be he was kind of a bonehead and he was, <laughs> he was kind of a bonehead. He was attractive and he didn't have much going on upstairs. And Devin, we, we have to do a, an episode on Cedric Diggory and Cho Chang. Oh that is something that I think. Is there really even enough to talk, talk about, about? Yeah, exactly. Like we're talking about speculation. We, we need to talk about it because it just popped into my head. And we, <laughs> you're but, crazy. <laughs> okay, Devin, bring us home. What's Let's the bring last us home. question? Yes, absolutely. So, do we ship it? And who do we ship? James or Snape? From what we know, <laughs> God damn it. we ship James. There's really nothing good to ship Snape for. We being me, I'm not speaking for everyone. We being me too. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely ship James. I mean, like it. I feel bad for Snape. I love him, but Lily was in the right hands, as far as I know. Yeah, um, I'd have to agree, James, all the way. Um, although we don't get a lot from, like we said, we don't get a lot. But um, how do you not choose Lily and James? I mean, they're the with what the you get. There's of, nothing else. They're the parents of Harry Potter. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, any last words before we end this thing? Oh, where is this going to be? It's going to be... Wait, where can you listen to it, do you yeah. mean? I've never oh. heard of So you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or where else? Like CastBox or whatever it's called. Pretty much anywhere. We put it on Anchor and then it goes out to all these different places. So we'll let you know when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um But okay, cool. So you've heard our thoughts on this. Now let's talk about what you all think. We have a guest comment from Christina. So thank you so much for reaching out, Christina. Shout out to you. I'm saying hello. Uh, Christina says, I love James and Lily and probably always will. I just always love an arrogant guy. (laughs) Is that terrible? I think Lily realizes there is so much more to him than arrogance and she helps him to become a better man. I do feel for Snape. He's a trooper and he really is there for he really is there for Harry. And it's a whole plot twist at the end there. I really love Snape, but he just wasn't right for Lily. Not to mention what would have happened if Lily and Snape had a kid. We wouldn't have Harry Potter. 
<laughs> and then maybe nothing would have happened to stop Baltimore. I don't know. It all seems to have happened for a reason. Thank you, Christina. That is great. We appreciate you sending. What a thought to what a put thought. in our I minds. Don't, no, no. <laughs> what if Snape and Lily had a kid? <laughs> I can live without it. <laughs> Same. All right. Thank you for sending that in. And now let's announce our next episode. So wrapping up our Harry Potter series, we'll be doing a round table on a multiple of smaller romances in the HP world. You know, Molly and Arthur Weasley, Hagrid and Madame Maxine, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to send in your thoughts and comments, email us at weshipitpodcast at gmail.com or reach out via social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. Please, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. And thank you to Megan and Katie for joining yes, us today. Joining. It was a lot of fun. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, rate, or review. We love you guys. See you next week. After all this time always. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.